Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. You know what was another surprise to me? Lamar Jackson. Jackson takes the snap. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown, Rashad Bateman. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. How's your wife's uh, hands doing? Okay, the guy walked in the arena. Everybody cheered. She gave him the finger. Nobody got arrested. Today's guests, Eagles center Jason Kelsey. NFL Network insider Tom Pelissero. Wrestling Hall of Famer Ric Flair. Pro Football Hall of Famer Ron. Woodson. And now, it's Rich Eisen. That's right. We have got a heck of a Friday show for you, for guests. We've got Ric Flair and Rod Woodson. <laughs> Is that the way I got to say his name? I think it's pretty good. Rod yeah. Woodson. That's pretty good. There you go. <laughs> Rick Flair in studio, Ron Wilson on a Zoom. He's fresh back from calling the Ravens-Bengals game for the Ravens radio network. Um, nice. And um, and and he, he he just landed, I believe, in Las Vegas, which means he could just skate right through all those flying manhole covers and get home in time um, for for the Zoom in the third hour. Because um, they well, actually they've they've uh, they've I guess welded the manhole covers down mm. to the ground there in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's seen there. Right? Oh, no, it's, it's, it's a little F1 humor for you to start this program. Um, <laughs> we've got Tom Pelissero on this show. We also have um, a, uh, a a great uh, first hour guest. His name's Jason Kelsey. Hey. Um, one of the sexiest men in America. <laughs> uh, he's on this program. And um, uh, my coach at Michigan said, you know what, after all, I'll take the three games. And um, may- maybe related or not, uh, a linebacker's coach was just fired for, by the University of Michigan hey, today. Oh, really? Fall guy. We'll talk oh, about my. all of this stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, that's your interpretation of it. We'll see. We'll see. We'll talk about that on this show in hour number one. Um, and, you know. Everybody's talking about uh, our colleague uh, at Fox and uh, Amazon in Carissa Thompson. I'll give you my two cents on all that stuff. Uh, just a heads up, uh, I'm currently living with a very livid sideline reporter. Understood. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that on this program. Uh, but I want to lead this show. With Thursday Night Football. Oh, first of all, good to see you, Christopher hey, Brock. Rich, great you? to see you, man. Good to see you over there, hey, Jason Feller. How up, are you? Uh, T.J. Jefferson, you must be genuinely excited that Ric Flair's coming. And if I'm not mistaken, 
There's a costume change coming up later on in this program. Well, I don't know that you'd call a custom-made suit from Michael's in Kansas City a costume. Oh, I'm sorry. Wardrobe, a wardrobe change. I'm sorry, J-Lo. I didn't mean to just... Sixteen times. (laughs) Okay. A lot of woos today, Rich. (laughs) And it's... uh, Mean Gene! Later on, it's it's Rod... Woodson. There you go. Okay. Cincinnati Bengals are in trouble, people. Mm, Again, it's kind of funny. Um, (laughs) I I said that before, um, earlier on in this season, when they they fell into uh, the dreaded hole to start the season uh, and um, at uh, 0-2, and then rebounding in a way against the Rams that didn't look very encouraging, and then getting smoked by the Tennessee Titans in Tennessee, falling to 1-3 before Joe Burrow started feeling much better on that calf muscle and then winning at Arizona, winning against Seattle by week, absolutely taking the San Francisco 49ers to the woodshed, beating the Buffalo Bills and thought, okay, here we go. There's the Bengals right there. Rick Dalton, Jeff, that's the one. That's the Bengals team that we know. And then uh, a slip up is one way to put it against the Houston Texans. And then last night, I said this, that's what was at stake against the Ravens last night. Do you want to win this division and repeat again as division champs? Or will you now be in a five and five mosh pit fighting for your wild card lives um, and potentially having all sorts of tiebreaker problems? 0-3 in division, 1-4 in conference. Oh, my goodness gracious. Heads up problems all over the place. Certainly if the teams that you're you're fighting for a playoff spot, you know, include the Houston Texans. So you got problems. And now the ultimate problem is what is up with Joe Burrow's throwing hand or wrist or what? Because that was the conversation going into the game of him being caught by a local camera crew coming off the plane in Baltimore on Wednesday, having what looked like a contraption on his throwing hand. And there was a full-on conversation about it going into the game. Was it something to protect his throwing hand? Is there something wrong with his throwing hand? Because if there is, why wasn't he on the injury report for it? Is it something like tendonitis? Is it something to keep his hand ergonomically correct? Or, as many were pointing out to me on the old Twitterverse, that he's coming off a plane or a bus, right? Mm-hmm. And and maybe he was on in travel in transit on his iPad, and it looks a lot like a glove that you put on when you're drawing on your iPad to make sure that the bottom of your drawing hand doesn't rub against the tablet surface and thus mess up what you're drawing. Hmm. Is this Joe Burrow's travel hobby? He's not reading. He's not Netflixing. He's just drawing and chilling. I don't know. Yeah, sure. Why not? I, 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 dude. It does look pretty similar. It, it looks it does, a lot it, like it, it, it which would like explain it, sure. why he's not on the injury report. But then he goes into the game, yeah. and all of a sudden, can't grip a football. As Jadavian Clowney puts him down on the ground, 
And the number of times that you see a quarterback hop right back up and get under center or in shotgun and just go right at it, suddenly he's now waving his hand. You're taking a look at it. It's looking really swollen. You know, the, the shot we have on the screen didn't have anything, you know, with his hand extended. At one point, his pinky looked very Baldinger-like, you yeah, know, and it looked, sure did. it looked like it was in a different angle. Although, you know, not Anthony Munoz-like, to use the Bengal um, analogy. But it didn't look great. And we're left to, because he did not speak after the game, doing stuff like what we did. Uh, remember Sunday Night Football? And Aaron Rodgers wouldn't give up his his jersey to Jamison Williams last year. Yep. Because he's just like, no, I'm going to hold on to this one. And everyone's like, well, he's going to hold on to this one because he knows that's the last time he's going to wear a Packer jersey, which turned out to be true. Although he was doing that because apparently Jamison Williams wanted to swap jerseys with him. And he said, we'll do it back. We'll do it when we see in Green Bay, thinking that that would be a win. And it didn't turn out to be a win. And suddenly he would like to renegotiate that deal on the spot. Long story short is we heard him say to a member of the Ravens postgame, hugging it out, saying, I heard something pop. Or he felt something pop. And if he felt or heard something pop, oh my goodness. Because I'll tell you what, folks, this is not a plot twist that we saw coming, although it's an epidemic in the NFL, rookie starting quarterbacks this year. Jake Browning of the University of Washington, now the backup to Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. Could he wind up being, nine days from now, the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers at home. Could he wind up being the 11th rookie to start a National Football League game in 2023? Jeez. And if that's the case, because it's Pittsburgh at home, then at Jacksonville on a Monday night, OMG. The Buffalo Bills, as we all know, struggling. They're 5-5. Five and five. Everyone's wondering what's going on there. Is Josh Allen going to make the playoffs? The Bengals suddenly, after a Thursday night game, are, are, are holding that beer with two straight losses in a span of five days. And then over this nine-day nine stretch, you know, one thing that we know Joe Burrow's not doing is drawing on his iPad with that hand. If that's what he, in fact, was doing. And Tom Palacero will join us later on in the show to talk about what is apparently happening, an investigation by the NFL, saying, okay, we saw that rap. Amazon put it on the air. And uh, we're uh, going to start taking a look into this thing. But be that as it may, regardless of whether the Bengals should have done this or didn't do that or an investigation here into that, the Cincinnati Bengals coming into this season Wondering if Joe Burrow is going to make it because the calf muscle starts playing like the Cincinnati Bengals of the last couple of years with Burrow no longer seemingly having any problem with that leg, now have a problem with him being able to grip a football. Totally different ball of wax. Yeah, you saw that clip on the sideline after he just came like, yeah, and he was it. just like, oh, that's it, oh, out. Can't do it. Can't even grip the ball. I know, and then they kept following him underneath the uh the Yeah, he stadium. was like kind of going back and yeah, forth. Yeah, it was just like he got lost yeah, at one I don't point. Know if he was looking for the I don't know. room or Did, the x-ray. I, I guess know. they didn't have any ways. They didn't have any ways on where to find anything. No but signage. At one point, he's just walking through, and I thought like, okay, he's coming back in the game. That's they just missed like, the tunnel yeah. to go back on the field. Yeah, because there was about two minutes left in the half. Weird. At that point, yeah.
Weird. Bummer. And also pointing out Kaylee Hartung with an excellent sideline report <laughs> to say, you know, pointing out, hey, man, everybody talks about sideline reporters. You don't, that, you know, you don't need them until you, they're like lawyers, right? You don't think about them until you need one. Yep. And and we needed one last night. She she was talking about how um, Burrow wasn't coming back, and maybe there's an issue with his availability for multiple games. Yikes. And I appreciated that report because I was looking for that context at the time. So, put it all together, I am really concerned about the Cincinnati Bengals this year. And is it possible we have a playoffs in the AFC without Allen and Burrow in it as we are heading to week number 11 in bulk with both of those teams. The Bengals are currently 10th and the Bills are 11th behind the Colts and the Raiders being quarterbacked by Gardner Minshew and Aiden O'Connell, respectively, with the Raiders on an interim head coach. That's what's up. That's what's up. What is happening? And the Texans drafting second and third overall in the draft this year are sitting there at seven behind a Browns team that's about to start a rookie quarterback for a second time this year and potentially for the rest of the year. Joe Flacco's on a flight right now to Cleveland. People are snapping photos of him. What? Did you see that? <laughs> no. I didn't see the photos. I saw the yeah. report that he's being worked yes, out. Yes, and I, by the way, new fantasy team name, great movie, seat-shaming Joe Flacco. Is, oh, no, is he is, middle? I don't know. Oh. But there is somebody who's taking a shot at him boarding a plane. I'm sure his hair looked great. The Texans are with a, or currently with a bullet right now. The AFC, man. Crazy. Rich, Who I just, I just put up coming? a poll. Which 5-5 five and five team yeah, in the oh, AFC no. do you have the most faith in to make a run of the playoffs? 5-5 five and five AFC team. Colts, Raiders, Bengals, Bills. I don't know, man. Um, normally, some team can come from 5-5 five and five and do that. 5-5 five and five won the Super Bowl with Tom Brady. Bucks a few yeah. years ago. Dude. Yeah, true. I don't know. <sighs> I don't know. Coin flip. We'll talk about that later on. <laughs> um, and so Tom Pelissar is going to join us. We'll talk be. about what, what does he know about Burrow's wrist? What does he know about the investigation into Burrow's wrist? What the hell was that drone about? And um, also, the rest of week number 11, um, after Tom Pelissaro, Ric Flair in studio. Woo! And then after him, Rod. Woo! Okay. <laughs> Jason Kelsey coming up in about 15 minutes time, 20 minutes time. Good looking show today. Oh, yeah. So let's take a break and I'll talk about my <laughs> alma mater. I will talk about my alma mater. There is no court case today. We'll discuss that. 844-204-RICH is the number for you to dial. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or... 
your partners. Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Okay, we are back here on the show. Ever, there's always a goal in segments. And what is what do you watch? What do you, what do you TJ want to achieve when Ric Flair Nature Boy is here in studio in hour number two? That is such a hard question, man. How do you ask uh-huh. questions of someone who you've been familiar with and have been a fan of your literally your entire life? I, so, what I is the goal? The goal, man. Oh, photograph will get uh, yeah, photograph the, for sure. I mean, I want to get I want to get a drop. I want to get cool, drop. I want to get cool stories. Mm-hmm. I, I just want cool, story great stories. Like, like cool stories about what? The, uh, any oh, story cool. the man tells, anything, Rich, yeah. from from his initial, you know, jump into wrestling. The man's been in play. He survived plane wrecks. He's survived lightning strikes. He's survived near death health situations. Okay, I mean, also, I mean, he, he's been this guy, this character, this nature boy for over forty years. So like. How did he come up with that? How did he cultivate that? When did he know that he was on to something? That, with this, yeah, that with was this something persona. I was thinking this morning. Like, you know? when was the moment that you knew, like, okay, this is it. This is going to work. Because you watch the old clips from the 80s and the early 90s, like WCW days. It was all about the, the suits, the hair, the glasses, the alligator shoes, the Rolex watches. Woo! And they, you know. The Rolex wearing. This guy. He, like, this is the kind of stuff, you know. Kiss stealing. Woo! Limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Like, it's just kind of funny. It's so, like, where do you come up with that? Like, you know? where do you, how do you pile on and yeah. stack and stack and stack, and it gets, you know, to be who you are now? Okay. Yeah, kind of fun. You know, and the fact that also something that's really cool, Rich, is, you know, you always see stories of, like, we wanted... You know, when you have a great in a sport to have their their son go in and do the same thing their father did. Well, here's a case where Ric Flair was the greatest wrestler ever, and now he has a spawn who's considered one of the greatest, right. and it's his daughter, well, not his son. Coming up That's an amazing. hour, too. He will be here. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network, I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, click or just stop by. Okay, so... um, 
the University of Michigan football program, as we all know, uh, fire and brimstone from the athletic director. You know how I was saying it as well in all of my videos that there is no reason to suspend the head coach of the program until an investigation is complete, even if there are some dribs and drabs and things of that nature. And um, certainly when the coach says he didn't know anything and there's no evidence that he knew anything and the NCAA has a rule saying he should know it, and apparently the Big Ten says it doesn't. Uh, it matters if he knew it or not, and the commissioner went ahead and suspended him three games. And then Michigan and the Big Ten announced a settlement of the litigation that was supposed to be heard today by judge. And I don't know how you settle something that has yet to be litigated or we're, we're, we're not going to sue or try and get a temporary restraining order. And Michigan said that the Big Ten was going to close its investigation and the Big Ten said something a little bit different in its statement. And I sat there and thought to myself, okay, Rich, it's time for you to steal yourself and get ready to learn that there was a member of this coaching staff that knew about Connor Stallions and what the hell was going on with this guy who was buying tickets all over the place and Venmoing people to shoot videos and things of that nature. You need to steal yourself and get ready for it. And sure enough, today arrives, which means that yesterday's settlement certainly appears to be Michigan getting in front of something. And sure enough, uh, Dan Wetzel of Yahoo and Ross Dellinger, who's been all over the story in Yahoo, just uh, tweeted out moments ago that the NCAA has presented Michigan with evidence that a booster named Uncle T. <laughs> really? <laughs> I got a cousin Now, T. is it just the letter T or T-E-E? I don't know if he's related to Mr. Got it. <laughs> Allegedly funded part of Connor Stallion's scouting operation, an assistant coach attempted to destroy evidence after the scandal broke. And sure enough, uh, the uh, linebackers coach of the University of Michigan, we're assuming these are related items, got fired today. See ya. Hmm. And it's a sad day for me, man. I'm not going to lie. You can all have mu as much fun as you want to have. You know. Michigan deserves the scorn. We deserve it. I derive no pleasure from your pain. Bro. Uh, and and you TJ, know? I appreciate you saying that. And the way you say it means maybe you do. But I'll tell you <laughs> what. Uh, I'm fine. You know, uh, in Michigan, I've said it to you every single minute throughout this thing. And the, th the people I feel the worst for are the players. I really do. Because they're so damn friggin' good. This is the best Michigan team I've seen since 1997 when they had to share half their title with Nebraska. And this is the best team I've seen. They are really good. You're going to see them at the Combine. You're going to hear their names on draft weekend in Detroit. And, and um, I can only hope that J.J. McCarthy and Blake Corum, just to name two that I'm particularly proud of, all those guys in the defense who just lost their linebacker coach, because apparently something was up, that these guys can block it out because this is the way through. Just win, baby. Just win. Because Connor Stallions and everything else he was doing is gone. And whoever on the staff, I'm assuming this is the end of it. 
I hope it's the end of it. I have no idea who the hell Uncle T is or why he's anywhere near this program. Uncle T. It's embarrassing. There's just no other way to put it. And I, I, I love everybody who's, you know, I, I, honestly, I, I love my school and I'm prideful about my school. And this news that I'm hearing just without reading about it, it's just absolutely, totally gutting. And I just want, hopefully, the kids to know who play this, this game for Michigan, they're the way through. They're the way through. You are the way through. You go into Maryland and do your best to block this out without your head coach there and do your best to win this football game, which, quite frankly, doesn't really matter in the long run that if they lose it, if they somehow get tripped up by Maryland, the Ohio State game is what it's all about. Just beat Ohio State. You go to the Big Ten championship game because Penn State has two losses. And then you go and win the Big Ten championship. And the commissioner, who seems to have acted prior to his investigation, seems to have acted on information that prior to the investigation being complete, again, that opens up a Pandora's box in my mind, is definitely sitting there going, see, I told you so, to the point where Michigan and Harbaugh accept the three-game penalty. And there is no, in my mind, outside of, if you will, death penalty or telling the team they can't compete the rest of the year. Sitting out Ohio State is, that takes a bite. That will take a bite. You know, but they're the way through. They're the way through. And I hope to God, I hope to God, you know, the sports God, if you will, and I, I still believe to my core, Harbaugh did not know. Now, you could sit here and say, how did he not know? Member of his staff is destroying evidence. How did he not know? How would he not know? Why would he not know? I don't know. I just have known him and I've gotten to know him. But, you know, do you know anybody, you know, 100%? I, again, I owe it to everybody, including everybody at Michigan, to shoot everybody straight here because I represent my student newspaper here today. I represent my school here today. I represent my pridefulness of everybody else in the University of Michigan, if you will, Michigan man, I represent you today by shooting everyone straight saying, I hope he didn't know. And I am nervous as a cat about this because I want to win the right way. And we don't know what everything that this guy got and how it did get disseminated and what it meant in actual real time and downs and distance and wins and losses. And when it all comes down to it, for being held accountable, does it matter? Maybe not. But in terms of how good this team is, the Aiden Hutchinsons of the world, you saw you know, half the secondary for the Bengals last night, either getting banged up or, in one case, <laughs> insanely called for a pass interference on Zay Flowers that didn't really exist. You know, <laughs> yeah. but, but you're seeing them all at the next level. They are that good. And in order to make sure the naysayers and the Feinbaums of the world who refuse to acknowledge Michigan winning a national championship, if they do, that you are that good, 
This has been ripped out root and branch. Everybody's been given a way heads up that your signs that you were doing in the first month of the season potentially are inoperative now. Same thing for Michigan, too, as their signs were stolen last year. But this is about today, and Uncle T and whoever got bounced from the Michigan staff, according to the NCAA, must be, must be true if the guy lost his gig. Uncle T. <laughs> and so, you know, the way through is for these kids, go win football games. Yeah. Block it out. Be yourselves. You know, J.J. McCarthy has that smiley face on his hand to remind himself about, you know, the larger picture in life. Be happy. Be yourself. Do your thing. Do your thing. And if you want to say it's Michigan versus everybody and that's helpful, great. Great. You want to do it for your head coach that you believe, like I do, much to, I'm sure, the <sighs> skepticism of everyone else out there, including, I think, everyone else in this room. You want to do it for him? Do it. But do it for yourselves. And do it for all of us who are dismayed over this news and think to our core, doesn't matter anyway, because you're that good. And prove it to everybody. And go blue. But this is, uh, this is not a great day. Not a great day. I thought today we would have our day in court and Harbaugh would be back out there on the sideline because nobody on the staff knew. And instead, the linebacker coach is gone in a terse statement. And Yahoo Sports is getting leaks from the NCAA. What's up? Yeah, because it did smack of uh, questionable. Um, it, it was questionable that uh, a guy who needed to repair vacuum cleaners on the side was just shelling out money for tickets on his own. I, I don't even know what to say other than go win football games. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Happy to take your phone calls on this. And uh, that was a very difficult soliloquy and take for me to have. I'm not going to lie to you. It was really tough. Hey, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Let's take a break. Um, I can't wait to see the smiling, bearded face of Jason Kelsey. (laughs) Because he's damn sexy. (laughs) He's sexy. He's next. He's next. Ric Flair still to come as well. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. 
It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, back here on Roku, Jason Kelsey making his way to the Zoom, right? Is that what I'm told? His right. name his name is in the box, so we are uh, His name's in the box. We're waiting. What does it say? What's in the box? What's says, in the box? What's says, in the box? Does Jason Kelsey, J and K are capitalized. Oh, is that right? <laughs> Lowercase Ace and Elsie. We're ready to go. Is that right? Yeah. It's a black box. We're just waiting. Okay. I'll tell R- you when, I'll tell you when there's movement. Rich, I understand, you know, getting back to that segment we just did about Michigan and how mm-hmm. you felt. But as Chris and I were talking off camera, I think we're all aware every program's got a booster, a friend of the program. So everyone's got a, a Mr. T, an Uncle T, a yeah. Booker T, uh, you know, an Ice T, a T Pain. Everybody's got yeah, I, a guy like this T-Pain. who does things for a program. But, but I, I, I'm not. I'm never going to come here and and I, I'll, I'll always tell you what's in my heart. My heart is that I'm I'm heartbroken. This is a sad day, and I I I believe Jim didn't know. According to and then I hopped on with the you know I hopped on and read the Yahoo um, story. You know, and I'm sure it'll be updated. Um, the uh, um, multiple sources told Yahoo that the linebacker coach is not alleged at this time of knowing about the advanced scouting by Stallions, but acted after the fact to cover up evidence. Who's telling him to cover it up? Or just like, you know, I, I don't know. The booster may have at least partially funded the advanced scouting operation. I mean, didn't Stallions have an office in the football building? I don't know, buddy. Now I know how you feel, huh? Got to constantly defend yourself. It's going to come. It's happening. Yeah. Welcome to the rest of you. It's all right. You can say it. Plenty of room on the bus. (laughs) Just plenty of room. Although... And it's interesting you say that because Harbaugh kicked you off of bus one. Years I ago. was on the last bus to, <laughs> to the stadium that day. Like here on the Rich Eisen show. I wasn't even with like the punters and stuff. I was like. That's what yeah, Harbaugh put you on the, ba- the the last bus. Last bus. So okay. you got on bus one and you, you literally got booted? No, no, no. It was just kind of like. Harbaugh rolled out the carpet for you that weekend. It was a super fun. I got to say that you was my a, buddy, a super fun trip. Yeah, yeah. It was a good time. Stream the NFL and Westwood One for free. Sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL on the NFL uh, app live by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on your Westwood One affiliate station streams digital platforms. That's right. Stream Kevin Harlan, Kurt Warner, and me all season long for free and get in the zone with AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. How's it going? Get in the zone. AutoZone. Joining us right here on the Rich Eisen Show, one of my favorites, and I'm not just saying that because I think he's listening to me introduce him. Uh, he is a future <laughs> Hall of Famer. Yeah, here he is. Uh, and he and his brother have uh, literally the hottest podcast that uh, known to man right now, the New Heights man, Jason Kelsey. Good to see you, Jason. How are you? Yeah, great to see you. I'm doing good. Um, you know, we're back at work. It's always fun off of the buy. You get back, you got a little bit of re- rejuvenation of energy, step away from the, the building and meetings for a week and uh, you always come back with a little bit more juice, so doing really well. Okay, fantastic. Um, how how are you and your your mates viewing this uh, rematch, Jason? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I don't. I know I'm not viewing it as a rematch. I think that the reality is, you know, both of these teams are different. Although we do have similarities, a lot of similar pieces, especially the 
the starters on offense for us, we return them pretty much all of our guys. So, um, but every year is different. And, you know, for us, we're just really trying to focus on who the chiefs are this year, who their defense is this year. And man, they're playing really good ball right now. Um, I mean, they've been playing great ball the last decade with Andy Reid at this point, but um, you know, I really, Steve Spagnola has them playing great defense. They, they play well together. They hide things, they disguise, they have great players across the board. Um, so we got a challenge in front of us. Yeah, I know. I had Chris Jones on yesterday, Jason, and then I was just remarking while I was kind of tap dancing with your the microphone issue there that that it's so rare to for me to interview two people in a game who are actually facing one another, right? Like how often do you think when you're getting ready to snap the ball, you look up and 95 standing right there? Hopefully it's not too much. That's right. <laughs> yeah. It's uh he's he's a tremendous player. Um, you know, he's got a that unique blend of twitchiness and power, um, speed. So, you know, he's got a, a you know, not only a, an array of moves, uh, but an array of talent, which makes it difficult. You know, you can't cheat for, uh, you know, somebody going right down the middle of you and attacking with power. You can't cheat for him working an edge. You got to play him honest and, it, it makes it more difficult, especially with a seasoned guy like Chris, no doubt about it. Well, obviously, you're also seasoned in the uh, in the world of uh, media now. Uh, your pod, I saw <laughs> you on Amazon last week. You were awesome. And uh, but so so you're aware of narratives. How do you respond to the narrative that an eight and one team isn't firing in all cylinders? That is the narrative about the Eagles right now. How do you respond to that? Jason. Well, I think I think it's it's an accurate narrative. I think that if you look at the way we've played, um, you know, different phases have been phenomenal um throughout that stretch but you know I'm, i mean we really haven't put maybe one game where all all of them are working together and clicking you know it's it's been very much been one of those things where you know the defense has been there some weeks the offense has been there some weeks and um you know it's pretty remarkable that we are eight and one and that we haven't really played our best ball yet so i kind of look at it as a positive you know we're you know we're, we're very very happy to be eight and one uh, but we also know that there's a lot of things to clean up and fix and that we can still become a much better football team than we've played to date. Well, and, and I need your help then too now, Jason. Okay, I need you to okay. help me make me a better broadcaster, okay? Um, because I, I will not say the words tush-push. Won't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> Can't do it. Can't do it. And I'm beginning to get sick of saying brotherly shove. What, okay. What do you call it? What is the play well, called? What is it called? We just call it a quarterback snake. Um, yeah, it's really. It's, it's just so it's like sneak, and you know what it is. Like that's the way it goes. Yeah, I mean, is we have a code word for it, but I'm not. I mean, uh -huh. like all of our runs, they have a, a specific word attached to them. But okay, it's it's a quarterback sneak with pushers, and um, you know, there's not like I guess a term that differentiates it from the push standpoint, other than. Uh, you know, having like a H push attached to it in the call or something like that. So, and, and I don't mean to maybe get superstitious uh, or your, any of your superstitions out there, but I, I am curious to ask you, why, why does this work so well? Do you think? Jason? Uh, well, I think if you do it right offensively, it's an incredibly difficult play to stop just as is. And I think that uh, not only do we, do we execute it right and hit all the right angles and work together on it, uh, but we have great players. We have, I mean, our left side alone is north of 700 pounds. That's a lot of, it's a lot of guys, a lot of weight in two people. So I think um, when you combine all the different factors and the fact that we all run it really well, we're in sync. Um, I think that it's, it, it's, it's really, really hard to stop. You have to go all out as a defense. And as we've shown, and 
Um, you know, if you go all out, there are things off of it that can turn into explosive plays. So as a defensive coordinator, you're caught in a bind. You know, do we do we go all out to stop the sneak and and, and prevent, uh, you know, a, a one-yard conversion? Or uh, do we kind of, you know, protect against a potential explosive play down the field uh, while also trying to stop it, which kind of leaves it a little bit more open to the conversion? So it, it's one of those things that it's it's so hard to defend the extremes of it. Um, and the circumstances of the down and distance really dictate that. And it's really tough, I imagine, to rep uh, if you haven't done it, right? I mean, other yeah. teams other teams might not spend time during the week practicing that. How often do you do you guys practice that play? Talk about it. If there's a team that's actually practicing a full rep, right. you know, speed of this play, because it's just not something that you would do in the middle of a week. And I think that um, that's one of the other advantages that we have, quite frankly, is at this point over the last, well, for those of us that have been here with Stout since the Doug Peterson days, but especially since Nick has been here and the prevalency of getting called, called has gone way up. Um, you know, we've had so many more live reps running this play the most teams who are trying to defend it have had at this point. And that is also an advantage. Then, no, you're not lying. And one last question for you on this. We we demoed it on the uh, demo field at NFL Network on game day morning a few weeks ago with a bunch of kids, yeah. with a bunch of fifth graders. And Mariucci told, told one of the fifth graders who was playing you, snapping it, hey, just snap it and kind of get out of the way, you know, like, but the kid fell underneath the pile. And when he came yeah. up, the look on his face is like he had, he, he saw kindergarten flash before his eyes, man, you know, it was, <laughs> so what, what is it like for you? Can you describe what is it like at the bottom of that, Jason? And at the end of the day, if you're on the bottom of the pile, it's a good thing. That means you got up underneath everybody, so you're happy. Right. right. But you're you're sitting there, you're waiting. Everybody's squished up on top of you. Your shoulders are uh, compressed, and you're hoping at the end of the day that there's somebody who's left around the pile to kind of help pick you up because you're you're pretty exhausted at that point. Yeah, I hear you, Jason Kelsey. A couple more minutes left with uh, with the uh, Pro Bowl, All Pro, All World Center of of the uh, the Eagles. How are you enjoying this la- this this past year man i mean you know I'm, a lot of folks wondering how you're enjoying it and how much longer you're gonna do it what's your mindset going into this week 11 game brother you know i'm loving it man it's it, i mean it helps when you're eight and one i've got a bunch of teammates that i'm close with you know not only the season guys like lane johnson who's been here for a decade with me but now you know lane uh jalen hurts we've We've had a, another season to get to know each other, work with each other, solve problems. And, you know, it's it's fun right now. It really is. It's a lot of fun. Is it is it harder in some ways? Yes. And are the physical things of getting up and, and going out there and practice, is that more difficult? Yeah, absolutely. But at the end of the day, man, it's it, um, we're really enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. And uh, just trying to cherish it because, you know, it's not going to be there much longer. So, um, yeah, just – taking it one day at a time and uh, appreciating the people that I'm around. All right. And before I let you go, Jason, the uh, big entertainment news going into Monday night, I need you to confirm this. Is it true that your parents for the first time are meeting the parents of Jake from State Farm in this game? Is this the first time for them all getting together, Jason? (laughs) What do you think? We'll see. I don't know what's going to happen. 
and um, <laughs> whatever other parents show up, I'm sure. Okay. You know, okay. football parents like to congregate in general. And f- uh, fans of teams, parents, I think everybody can kind of. Um, uh, it's, it's a good get together whenever it happens. With, with Jake from State Farm. That's who I'm. That's I, I know what you're talking about. Uh, if you're talking about yes. something else, okay. Just want to make sure. All right, brother. You take care of yourself. Take care of yourself, Jason. Okay. Say hi to everybody. Say hi to the whole fam. You got it. That's Jason Kelsey of the Philadelphia Eagles right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Oh, man. You set it up and then the, the mic. He was up there. He, he teed it up. It was it was like first and goal at the one. And then he, <laughs> the, you got stopped on the brother we shoved. I'm telling you, man, that was um, he's not wrong that they have got more live reps in a game than the teams have had practice reps defending it. Name me another play. The most unstoppable. No. Where the team running it has more live reps running it than the team has defending it. Right? There isn't one because what other specialized plays are there in the NFL? Hail Mary, right? I was gonna say like like a jump ball to Randy Moss. I or don't, Calvin you know Johnson what I mean? Like that's back in the day. That's it. Yeah, I don't know. And Chris Jones yeah. knows it's coming, so he's asking his friends. We're in rugby world. How do you deal with it? Yep. So, and I'm glad to hear that he's enjoying it. He looks like he's enjoying it. And I'll tell you what, you know, if the podcast, um means as much to them and i think it should because that is that is next level honestly their podcast i know everyone makes the whole how the swifties have made it the the number one podcast in the world and whatever and i mean they were i, I get there it. before that it, it, it is so. a genuinely fun listen because it's too and it's why the manning cast works everybody's looking to crack the code with the manning cast right in the mm-hmm. same way that everyone's looking to crack the code from pti and the issue with that is you need to find two guys who have known each other forever and have the chemistry on air of two guys who've known each other forever which is why pti isn't as great when there's somebody else in the chair for tony or or will bond or both right and so everyone's trying to find out what's the next manning cast well the kelsey's have done it and 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 for for that to be as I think what's the word for it current having both of them active football players kind of works. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, they tape you know? that on Tuesday. They're off day, and it's great. It comes out Wednesdays. It's great. It's number one. I mean, and rightly so. So for I, I hope he that. keeps playing. I know Philadelphia Eagles fans do. He's going to the hall. Absolutely, he's going to the hall. No doubt. And both of them are going to be in the hall. No doubt. Not bad for two Ohio kids. It'd be cool if they presented each other. I mean, I'm not sure they, I'm sure they haven't even thought that far ahead, but that would be awesome. Right. And, you know, everyone remembers Dion and Marshall going in at their party. And Dion had Snoop performing. They did it together. Marshall and Dion had a party together. Yep. Dion had Snoop and Marshall had, um, why am I blanking? Nelly. Nelly, right, from St. Louis. Yep. And then, you know, and then Jerry Jones topped it <laughs> by having his own party. On the 18th green. On the 18th green of the... Of the, the Country Canton Country, country Club, Club. No, no, no. It's... Um, I forget the name of it. Yeah, it's a country club that's there. Yeah. And... Um, Justin Timberlake performed. Built there. Timberlake performed. Yeah. yeah. On a stage that he built out of whole cloth. 
This in takes a, a nice chunk out of the pie. I'm sure it did. It was, uh, we, sure it did. We, uh, we, <laughs> Glenmore <laughs> Country Club. We speculated it's the greatest party in the history of Canton, Ohio. I think so. <laughs> but, I mean, um, if it all works out. Glenmore Country Club. Right, Glenmore Country Club. When it all works out at the end of the, at the, end of the day, I mean, if it's possible, you know, that the then, who knows, Mrs. Kelsey performs in honor of, because, I mean, years from now, right? The way it's going. Well, I mean, look, that'll be no pressure. Like seven, eight years down the line. No pressure. Yeah. Right. No pressure. You know, she'll perform. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And then Jason will go out there and have his insurance completely taken care of because it's Jake from State Farm presenting <laughs> him. Man, it was such a good line. I was all ready to go. Yeah, they were. The Kelsey's and the and the and the Jake from State Farm family are going to be meeting together. <laughs> I love that. I also have a superstar in my corner, said Jason Kelsey, <laughs> tweeting it out that day. That was week four. Funny. Yeah. That was that was when everybody thought um, Zach Wilson couldn't play offense for the Jets and then wound up playing offense for the Jets that night, putting a scare in Kansas City. And it's interesting how we all come full circle entering week 11. <laughs> Robert Sala saying moments ago that um, – he is 100% um, thinking that Dalvin Cook's going to have more of a role in the Jets' offense now. Oh. 100%. I had a really good talk with Dalvin, and you kind of saw it with Josh Jacobs at the Raiders. You miss an entire training camp, and Josh kind of started slow, and you watched the early part of his tape. But when you watch him now, Josh looks really good in terms of getting his legs underneath him. And when you look at Dalvin, he misses all the training camp, wasn't just in the building, and then you get to week one, you see that juice, that pop. So I should add Dalvin Cook? I just dropped him this morning. No, I don't, I don't, I don't know about that because uh, I'll say it. Screw it. What an hour we've had here. Um, you know, you could say Josh Jacobs has come alive since the man calling the plays has changed, <laughs> which is something that's apparently not an option for the New York Jets. But the Buffalo Bills, it's an option. You know, because, again, it's all about eight. When is he going to speed bridge his way back? And he's not going to sit there and watch his guy who he wants there. When he returns, and I'm sure that's in his mind, he wants that guy there. He doesn't want him sidelined. He doesn't want him messed with. Zach just needs to play better. Or what did he say? He needs to be better more. Better more. Better <laughs> more. more. Right. The more better. Right. More, more better. better, more better, more Rogers. More what are you saying? So. Oh, I cut the beard. Dude, what a game this is going to be in Western New York. I mean, rubber's beginning to meet the road. If Rogers is coming back mid December because the Jets are alive, they need to win this game and then the one that was all over last night's Amazon Prime game as a promo Jets and Dolphins in a week from today. Yeah. Literally, as we, as we talk. It'll be uh, about to go on the air, you know. And then, what are the odds the Jets will be six and five, winning both of those games, sweeping the Bills, six and five, taking care of the Dolphins with their number one ranked defense entering Week Eleven, by the way. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Rodgers is thinking of coming back at Miami in Week Fifteen, where he had, by the way, his last win as a Green Bay Packer. Last year on Christmas Day. Right? I believe I'm correct on that front. At any rate, 
Or his last road win, I guess. I'm trying to figure that one out. All right, let's take a break. Tom Pelissero coming up in hour number two. Let's talk to him about what he knows about Rodgers. What does he know about the throwing hand of Joe Burrow? What about the investigation into all of that? And um, and then Ric Flair in Woo. studio. When are you going to do? When are you going to do your uh, your wardrobe change? Maybe now. Right okay. now. I think you should do it. Go fast, TJ. You got six. You got five minutes. Can you do it in five? Of course. Okay. Let's do it. Of course. Cameras. You know, you got to pay homage to the man when he's in the building. A different uh, meaning of just five minutes. <laughs> and to be the man. Just for TJ. Got to beat the man. Got to okay. Beat the Very man. good. Uh, and then Rod Woodson in hour number three. What's more likely? All still to come here on this wild first hour in the books edition of the Rich Eisen Show on this Friday. Ah, you're still here on Roku. Very good. Uh, Packers beat the Dolphins uh, Christmas to go seven and eight last year. Okay, and then they won. And they beat Minnesota, right? Okay, and then on New Year's, and then lost to the Lions. So it wasn't his last win as a Packer. Second to last. Second Pent, to last win. And ultimate. Uh, I mean, but that's what I'm saying is that for 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 to matter, the Jets have got to do it, and then the Bills have have changed offensive coordinators. They went out and did it. They pulled the plug. And they're the ones looking their quarterback in the face and saying, deal with it. And the Jets aren't doing that with Aaron Rodgers. Because maybe, I don't know. You read all the, you read all the, you look at the all-22s, the Orlovskis, the, the Kurt Warners and whatever. And certainly Orlovsky's pointing out their concepts. No bueno. So basic, so predictable. No bueno. Yeah. Like the one where Spillane, you know, and, or, it's the attention to details are not there. And certainly not in the way the Detroit Lions have their attention to details all buttoned up these days. Well, everyone's trying to replicate what Miami's doing with all the motion and you, you know create mismatches and you create space with all the motions pre-snap and nobody else is really duplicating that. Obviously, they don't have the team speed right. that Miami has, but you can still kind of create some space pre-snap and nobody's doing it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, it, it appears maybe Rodgers doesn't want the, the, the pre-snap motions. Because yeah. he can just go to the line and go, I got it. Right. I see it. Boom. Yeah, Let's do this. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, Tom Pelissero coming up and then Ric Flair Tommy. in studio. Tom Pelissero. Ooh. <laughs>